You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to episode 212 of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. We've all heard about self-talk. Most of us right now know what that is. That's a good and a bad thing. Because it's become so commonplace that, like in advertising, where we see something repeated again and again, eventually we develop what they call online as banner blindness. It's repeated so often that we just kind of say, yeah, 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 we know that, we know that. And we don't think about what it really means and how important it is. I emphasize on this show again and again that every single word that you speak to yourself, the sentences that you construct, are shaping your reality the moment you you speak them, the moment you think them, and the more you allow them to live in your mind and you expand on them, the more they're creating the reality that you will experience. That's huge. That is really, really huge. Because if you're not empowering yourself with self-talk, you're literally creating a reality that is very limited. And unfortunately, we get so used to it that we just start to think that, well, that's just the way life is. And that is just another story. To drive this home, let's take a journey into a very uncomfortable kind of self-talk. What goes on in the minds of people who disconnect from society? I'm going to talk now specifically about a young person who becomes a school shooter. There have been so many of them that we may be developing a blindness to that, a kind of insensitivity to it. If today, and I hope it doesn't happen, we suddenly hear about another school shooting, it might just become talk over the water cooler We forget about it and we go on with our lives. We say, yeah, it's terrible, it's sad. There are so many crazy people. And the moment we can just say there are so many crazy people, we're disconnecting ourselves from that experience because we've put it into a category There are those crazy people out there. We don't understand them. And they have nothing to do with us because we're not like them. 
we're like them in the sense that the only difference is that they have allowed a powerful, dark narrative to develop in their heads and to, unfortunately, act on that narrative. My feeling has been for a long time, and I started thinking about this a lot after I listened to an Anthony Robbins CD where he was talking about the fact that he said, you know, as positive as he is about the world and optimistic as he is, he feels that we'll never get rid of violence. And I found that fascinating coming from him. And then he explained why he believes that. He believes it because we just have so many, I mean, there aren't that many human needs that um, direct our actions, that motivate us to do the things that we do. And one of the most powerful human needs is the need for significance. And very often, people who commit crimes or acts of extreme violence are in such deep pain because they believe their self-talk has convinced them that they are totally insignificant, that they don't exist, that the world doesn't see them. And when it does see them, it sees them as pathetic. It sees them as um, people that can be easily dismissed. It sees them as stupid. It sees them as small. You can just pile on the negative adjectives and they start to create a picture that's forming in that person's mind that leads to this overwhelming feeling of insignificance. And one of the ways to become significant is to get revenge, which is a perverse sort of power. It's a form of power. And when they do that, especially the way the media works today, they achieve their 15 minutes of fame. You don't have to agree with this. I thought it, and then I began doing some research on it. And lo and behold, yesterday I did some research before the, deciding to do this podcast. And sure enough, I found some articles in psychological journals that really support what I'm saying to you now. Here's something directly from a psychological journal that relates to what may be going on in the self-talk of a school shooter. What option is there for a personality marinated in pain, estrangement, perceived or real humiliation, a life that isn't worth living? It's easy to understand how such a person might develop an obsession to reorganize his mind towards revenge. That's fascinating. One of the most interesting comments 
in what I just read to you, the phrase perceived or real humiliation, because perception becomes reality. If an individual feels that they are insignificant, you better believe that their self-talk is constantly reinforcing that second by second by second by second. It becomes a mantra. I'm not worth anything. I'm, um, I don't count. I have no power. I'm invisible. People look at me and they detest me or they totally ignore me because I'm a nobody. That kind of language creates incredible pain, anxiety, anger, rage, and it can lead to violence, and we're seeing it happen more and more in our society. It's interesting that when an act of violence like that explodes, that one of the knee-jerk reactions is, the problem is guns, and hey, I don't support, um, I'm not one of the people who would be championing the, the NRA. I would be happy if there were no guns at all. But the fact that there are a lot of guns and they're easily available to people is not the problem. The problem is what leads to the need to find a gun or to find anything that can be used to harm and kill other people. So the self-talk of a school shooter, let's explore that a little more. I've often felt that the media is partly responsible for these killings because the media loves sensationalism, loves shocking information, and when it gets a piece of shocking information, it beats it into our consciousness on a daily, on a momentary basis, I mean hour by hour, in the news, it embellishes it, it turns it into high drama, and it gets to a point where we almost can't escape it. It's in our face all the time. And so my thinking was, it's interesting that a lot of these shootings are similar. They must be copycat. So could it be that some of these individuals are hearing about someone who does an atrocious, commits an atrocious crime, like a school shooting, and in their minds, in their feelings of insignificance, they be begin to create a narrative that turns that school shooter into a hero. And they begin to 
emulate that person. And the more the news feeds images of that person to them, the more they are convinced that the shooter is a hero. And most importantly, the shooter is significant. Hey, everybody's talking about him. He's front page news. He's on CNN. He's on Fox. He is famous. Well, Jesse Osborne, who was only 14 years old and uh, was responsible for the Townville, South Carolina shooting, here is some of the self-talk that was actually going on in his head. I have to beat Adam Laza. He wrote nine days before the September 28, 2016 shooting in a misspelled reference to the Sandy Hook killer, Adam Lanza. At least 40. I've got to kill at least 40, he was thinking. Wow. So his self-talk was not only about insignificance, it was now about a competition to become a bigger, quote-unquote, hero than the Sandy Hook killer. It's perverse, I know. And why am I harping on this? Maybe you hate to hear this. I'm sorry if you do. But it goes back to the power that we have to create narratives that lead our lives into the light, into expansion, into enrichment, or into these dark, narrow, hopeless places that can lead to, well, they can lead to depression, or in cases like this, Jesse Osborne, Adam Lanza, to extreme violence. Some more of the thoughts that were going on in Jesse Osborne's head. His self-talk as he ruminated. He debated whether he should attack his middle school from which he'd been expelled or his elementary school just up the road. He decided on Townville Elementary because it was closer and had no armed security. Jesse, who considered himself the victim of an unfair world, announced online that he would kill kids he didn't know and had never met before they bullied the nobodies. Wow. Listen to that simple phrase. Before they bullied the nobodies. Did he see himself as a nobody? Absolutely. Did he feel he had he was bullied by the somebodies? Absolutely. Was it true? Maybe a small part of it, but most of it was a powerfully developed and out of control narrative. A story. Self-talk. So, if you think that it's okay for you to 
even say commonplace, seemingly innocent things to yourself like, oh, I'm so stupid, I always do that. It's not. Trust me, at an unconscious level, you are creating the belief, creating the character. This is like acting, because acting is believing. You're creating the character who sees him or herself as stupid, as a person who does that kind of thing all the time. You can dismiss it, and that's another form of storytelling by saying, come on, it's just it's nonsense. Everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it. And there's a lot of mediocrity and suffering and pain around this too, isn't there? Here's a formula that I learned in my personal development studies. And uh, this is another one I learned from T. Harv Eker, the man who wrote Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Very simple formula. In fact, my narrative for a while when I learned it was it's too simple to really, to be real. It's just, oh, come on, it, it can't be that easy. Well, I no longer believe it. I believe that it is powerful and it's not just simple mindedness. The formula has four letters. T-F-A-R. T-F-A-R. Here's what it means. Thoughts lead to feelings. Feelings lead to actions. Actions lead to results. In the last episode, I believe I mentioned to you that thoughts, I think it was two episodes ago, thoughts are things, and that they physically affect us. We can feel thoughts the moment we we think them somewhere in our bodies. And if they're very negative thoughts, they create very powerful, physical, uncomfortable physical feelings. Anxiety, fear, the knot in the stomach. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, a person in extreme fear will have intense bodily reactions. A person can become nauseous from powerful, scary thoughts. Um, so nauseous that they will actually vomit. Um can cause people to soil themselves in moments of intense fear. And uh, I wonder what kind of thoughts Pushkin is having right now, like <laughs> as she begins to make her, ta her talk, her self-talk known. Tifar, how can you use this and how should you use this? You should use this the same way that you hopefully exercise your body on a daily basis. If you don't exercise regularly, your muscles will begin to atrophy. And of course, as you, as you get older, this is even more important. The only way that you're going to develop the ability to become the conscious creator of your stories, of the narratives that actually become your lives is to exercise the muscle that creates those narratives 
all the time. Affirmations are extremely important. I'm going to give you a series of extremely powerful and positive affirmations now. I think that um, it's important that I give them now, especially after focusing on some very disturbing images and uh, examples of self-talk, talking about school shooters. And these come from a course I took called Enlightened Wizard Training Camp. The wizard is the individual who has mastered manifestation. You've heard about the law of attraction, manifesting wealth. Manifestation is an energy. You align yourself with extremely positive and powerful energy that creates beliefs in you and expectations for wonderful things to happen And if you do it consistently, those wonderful things begin to happen. In other words, your thoughts are leading to incredibly powerful positive feelings and then actions that you take to create a positive reality and then the results are the manifestations. Here are the... Ways of the Wizard I am the eye of the storm. I stay calm and centered, regardless of anything. I choose to live in my higher self. I live in the present, here and now. I go with the flow. Everything happens for a reason, and that reason is there to serve me. Shoulds do not exist for me. I accept and utilize what is. I trust myself. I trust the universe. I am comfortable with chaos, ambiguity, and the unknown. I accept the timing of the universe. I am emotionally detached. I have preferences but no needs. I expect and receive miracles. Nothing is anything until I make it something. I am connected to everything and everything is connected to me. I create clear intentions and commit to them. I focus on what I want not on what I don't want. I always find or create a way. I correct and continue. I support others and allow others to support me. I succeed with elegance and joy. Now, what would happen to your world, to your life, If you committed to saying these every day, you could choose to do them at night just before going to sleep because then you'd be taking that kind of energy, those kinds of powerful 
thoughts that are creating narratives to sleep with you and to let them nurture your unconscious. You could even choose to do them twice a day, once when you get up in the morning and once when you go to sleep. Many of you won't do it. Few of you will. Why do I say that? Because they're easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. Those are the ways of the wizard. Don't underestimate them. Don't underestimate TFAR, thoughts leading to feelings, leading to actions that lead to results. And those results equal the reality of your daily life. What kind of reality do you want to create? Always begin by asking, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.